Listen here, sensitive f***ing humans. Weirdish covers content regarding conspiracies, controversial topics, subjects that may trigger post-traumatic stress, and content some may consider offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Are you, or someone you know, in a cult? The mere question seems foolish to ask, but sometimes our perception is skewed by mere words, doublespeak. Join us as we delve into the world of cults and cult psychology. Alright, welcome to Weird-ish, where we talk about weird-ish. We're your hosts, Marvin, Andriana, and Brian. What's good? Hello. Tonight, we are talking about cults and cult psychology. Oh, man. So, um, I think it would be pretty cool to start this off with my question, since Andriana asks questions all the time. So, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of cults? Jim Jones! Really? Yeah, I was, I was going to say Kool-Aid. Yeah. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys. And obviously Heaven's Gate, that's like the second one that comes to mind. Wow. What about you, man? Pardon my ignorance, but uh, isn't there a team called the Colts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah, C-O-L-T-S. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well then, so here I am just butchering it right off the top. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so uh, before we started the show, Andriana said that we're all in cults and uh we are and i, I said i didn't know i was in a cult yeah i didn't either and i was like let, let let's just put this in the episode so andriana tell us how all of us are in cults technically dun 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 let's start off with this quote unquote if you really want to enslave people tell them you're going to give them total freedom and that was said by l ron hubbard aka the founder of the church of scientology and they might come for us after i said that i don't know um come at me <laughs> bitches <clears throat> anyway anyway moving on anyway moving on so we are all in cults and you might not know this but i think the the thing that's really interesting is that like like how Brian was asking what we think of when we first hear the word cult, right? I don't think people are educated enough to actually know what a cult is and what classifies a group as a cult or how to identify a cult if you come across one. If Because, you know, they're not going to be like, hey, want to join this cult? Yeah. They're not going to ask like that. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's mainly, I don't think a cult will ever call themselves a cult. Exactly. And if you are a part of a cult, you usually don't know you're in one until you're it's in too one. Late. Yeah. Until you're deep into it, from what I've heard. Yeah. Holy crap. So what do they use words like, hey, come join our family? That is one of the ways. Yeah. And it's interesting that Families, you say that. Families, religions, beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are categories of cults. Um, and the reason why I said you might be in a cult and you might not know that you're in a cult is that. We see uh, like cult techniques in literally everything. We see it in branding for even something like clothing companies. Apple is famous for being uh, like a cult branding, by the way. This is why people are like, Apple till I die. 
I only use apples, like stuff like that. We see it in um, like the the hype beast culture where everyone is like, oh, I have to get the new Jordans or I have to get the new Yeezys or stuff like that. That's cult branding. Whenever you see people like having to be within like a certain type of group and feeling like they belong to a group, that counts as like a cult technique. So the whole point of cults is to uh, make people feel like they belong to a certain community. And usually the community has like, obviously a leader or uh, a leader in, in that aspect or field or whatever you want to call it. Like how we say like, you know, Apple is probably like leading in phones or that's if you believe it. Some people say Samsung, stuff like it, that. Just how you, um, you always say that Xbox is better than PlayStation, even though that's yeah. not true. I'm in the Xbox cult. I am in the Apple cult. I <laughs> PS all day. You, you guys are in the PlayStation cult. Yeah, because we're smart. If you're listening to this, you're Duh. in the weirdish cult. Like, I'm not saying we're obviously we're not a cult, but like, I mean, we could be. We got jackets coming. <laughs> wait, <laughs> yo, wait till we have a flock of people out there. We're weird. We're Ish. weird. Ish. <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> oh god but this is why i said like you could be in a cult and not know that you're in a cult and it's the same with politics that's why people get like you wonder why people are so like crazy about politics they don't care who is saying what they're just like i support this person and i don't care about anything else like you could argue with them and they're gonna be like so headstrong on their own points and make it seem like you know you're wrong for having your own views stuff like that so that is how you can see it in politics as well um it's everywhere it's crazy and and you won't even know it so i guess a good way to like segue from that is to talk about the actual meaning of the word cult because today like usually when people hear cult like it's usually defined as like a group of people who have like this common belief system or ideology with like some sort of like charismatic uh leader in charge of like the movement and i think a good way to think about it is thinking of the word cult and then culture oh yeah 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 i mean it makes sense you think of like movies and you know music that have cult followings you know, like the Grateful Dead had a cult following. There was right. Rocky Horror Picture Show that, that has a cult following. To this day, you know. Cult classics. Yeah. That's the, literally the genre. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it, it does make sense. It is a culture in, in a sense. Oh, God. I don't like how cult is in the word culture. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I had to bring that across to you guys, but it's literally there for a reason. <laughs> um, huh. And, you know, you know, what's interesting is that that's like the new definition of cults because back in like the ancient civilizations they had their own meaning for cult and it would mean like a group of people who worshiped like a lesser god or demigod and this is like really popular in ancient egypt you would see them like worshiping like bastet or you know um some type of god um and then you know before they moved on to like the whole one god system Mm -hmm. And you would also see people defining cults, and this is like more in like the Greek-Roman type civilization back then. They would define cults as like a group of scholars who share secret knowledge with each other. Like, and that's why I said like, you know, weirdness can be a cult because we're talking about things that people don't really know and that are weird. So if you're sharing that information within the group, that would be considered a cult back then. And 
Yeah, and one of the most famous cults was like back then was ran by Pythagoras. So he had the Pythagoreans. Huh. And that's a fun fact. You know, think, thinking about it, I haven't heard of any cults that are, you know, that aren't monotheistic. I mean, for example, a polytheistic cult would be like a, a group of people that believe there's a sun god and a moon god and an and ocean god, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So there there were cults, I should say, back then, back during ancient civilizations that would have that type of foundation. It's hard to separate cults from religion in my mind, personally, uh, because I've always you know, heard that back then it was, that was their religion. And I guess a lot of people could say that the cult they are part of, you know, major cults, that is their religion. So I guess it's really finding the line between religion and cultism. Yeah, um, there are different types of cults. So you have your religious cults, you have your political cults, you have your self-improvement, transformational cults, you have your multi-marketing cults, <laughs> aka pyramid schemes, yes, pyramid schemes. <laughs> and you have your new age cult, and then you have your family cult, which is similar to what Marvin, you mentioned where um, you would say that the head of the family, and this could this doesn't have to be like blood family, this could just be like a group of people that function as a family. Um, the head of the family like, would be like above all else. Like the mafia, kind of. Like the mafia yeah. calls themselves the family. Kind of. Even though they're more of like a gang. Right, and how about Charles Manson's little spiel? Wasn't that considered a family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Manson family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant in more in regards to like like that. Yeah, he, his one is definitely a, a family cult. Um, and they kind of all, even though they have their own categories, they have like a lot of things in common where for some reason, this one person believes that they're the Messiah <laughs> or um, the one that can like help usher in this new age of information or knowledge and this was like common during the the great awakening so there were like four periods of the great awakening where people were getting tired of i don't know i guess not having that one-on-one approach with god you would see like um like christian groups for example saying the second coming is near and then you get into that like doomsday mentality where like they're like oh jesus is coming he's being reincarnated at this date and jesus is gonna pick his people and those people will live with him on earth i'm just saying i wouldn't come back to the place that you know i died saving all you mother (laughs) 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 it's a good thing you're not just (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I do find it interesting, though, because a lot of people that come forward and in in these cults, like you mentioned Charles Manson and his followers believe that he was like Jesus. He kind of almost looked like the Jesus that they got posted up. Why? Because he had long hair? Like. Yeah, and the beard. You know? He had it going on. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I find it interesting because the second coming is so vague enough that anyone could be like, I am the new messiah, reborn, and this and that. That's That even happened with um, Jim Jones. Jim Jones, when when his mother gave birth to him, she was like, yeah, I squeezed out the, the messiah. Oh, okay, man. So it's interesting that a lot of these cult leaders have this belief that they're the second coming of Jesus or um, their followers believe that too and they are so charismatic enough that they actually make people believe that as well which I Mm -hmm. have a hard time understanding but I guess that's why we're doing this episode today 
I actually know somebody who was born in a cult and their parents were part of a cult and they were born into that cult and their parents wound up leaving when they were about three years old. And I, I even asked, um, you know, if they remembered anything about it and they said, no, I don't really remember much about it. Um, but at the time her parents, it, it was like one of the best things going on for them and helped them with their, you know, beliefs and their views on life. Uh, but then there was a lot of sketchy stuff going down. I'm not going to go into detail. Maybe we'll be able to get them on the show. I'll try my best. Um, but yeah, their, uh, their father's writing a book about their situation currently. And we'll see what we can do to get them on. But here's one popular thing I hear going on in cults. And it's always something about sex. Sex with the leaders. Some some of them, actually, I think all of them have like their own rules in regards to that, whether they're for it or against it. Because I've seen um, cults where they're like saying that you should be celibate. Um, I see cults where, yeah, like you're saying, like the leader would be polyamorous, I guess, and have multiple wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason being is because they need to continue the generation and generation of this cult to keep it going on. Hmm. But yeah, it's like, um, it's a very popular theme with, with cults, I've noticed. Um, sleeping with the the leader or something. You know, I mean, look at Tiger King for a bad example. A funny example, throwback to early quarantine with the, uh, with the guy in South Carolina, <laughs> whatever his name, Doc, whatever. And how all the girls were like, yeah, you have sex with him and he's got his own little cult going on. And totally forgot about that guy. 2020 has been a long year. Yeah, with uh, another thing I think a lot of people associate with cults is um, death and murder, you know, for some of the most popular reasons. If you leave. No, that's not what it's called, okay? It's called sacrifices. (laughs) Damn. We don't speak of that, okay? We don't talk about murder, okay? We don't talk about killing, all right? We sacrifice to keep the longevity of this motherfucking cult, okay? (laughs) I thought I thought you meant threatening them with death because oh, yeah. I know some cults have gone that far where like if yeah. you leave you are going to get murdered. If you leave, ain't nobody gonna find you. <laughs> wow, Mark, they're gonna find some means of silencing hey. you, whether it's by the law, <laughs> <laughs> taking you. To- <laughs> <laughs> they take you to court or they take you to the cleaners, right? Yeah. Like uh, Brian said, the mafia, you'll be swimming with some motherfucking fishes, okay? Yeah. Let's believe it. So, yeah, death is really closely related to the thoughts of cults. And I think that's, uh, for obvious reasons, the Jim Jones uh, massacre and Charles Manson and also threats from big organizations like Scientology. So, yeah. Cults have a big negative connotation to them and I don't think they're all that good I just know a couple of uh, stories where people have been helped by at, at least the belief of you know the cults they were part of yeah um I guess we should get into why people join cults so this is just me like reading too many psychology books because I read a lot of like uh, behavioral and sales psychology books nerd and the first <laughs> Wow. <laughs> one of the common themes in these books you would see is that um, like the number one thing that rule people 
and their mind is uh, fear. So whether you know whatever fear it is, there's like this whole long list of what thing uh, like things people fear. But that definitely helps in like controlling how people or a populace reacts to things. The other one is needing to fit in. A lot of people do things not because they want to do it themselves, but because they want to fit into a community. Because as humans, we're social beings. Um, even if you're like an introvert, you probably have like this online community that you're a part of. Um, mm-hmm. People just need a community, and these cults offer like that. Clicks in high school. Yeah, like clicks in high schools. Def- they're definitely right. culty. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and you know what? You'll often find people like being scouted by cults, and as I say, scouted, because like we said, you don't just join a cult. You don't wake up and say, "Oh, I'm gonna join a cult today." No, you do not do that because <laughs> you live in South Park. Like, or unless you're that one blonde girl from uh, what was that show, Smallville? What the hell's her name? Damn, what the hell's her name? Oh, you mean the one that was really in a cult in real like, life? Yeah, her. That one. Her. Yeah, I forgot her name. Oh. Damn. Oh, yeah. Who, who saw that coming? Anyway. I sure as hell didn't. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, but you, you'll often find that that people are scouted by cults because um, these people... And, and by the way, these cults train people. This is why I said like cults are kind of like a pyramid scheme. Of course. They train people. So they recruit people. And then they train those people to recruit other people. <laughs> so they have certain things that they look for when they're trying to recruit people. And a lot of times uh, you would see these cults going to like colleges, for example, because when you're in college, you're like still trying to find yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and learning new things or whatever. Right. Finding a purpose in life. And that's one of the main things that they, a cult looks for. They want someone that's like in this transitional part of their lives because they're easier to convert because um, they're looking for something and you might be the thing that they found. So aside from that, they might uh, it might be someone wanting a change in their life. Um, maybe things aren't going their way. Um, it could be something where someone is feeling like lonely or isolated from the rest. And like I said, hum- humans need to be a part of a community. So they offer that community to them. Um, you might be coming from like a broken family or relationship, or maybe you're like the only one left in your family, pretty much. They they offer that, that comfort. So they target these people, like promising them, oh, I like, you know, solving all their problems um, providing them with like love care understanding in a community that'll accept them and on top of that some of them even promise you success Um, some of these cults have really I guess they have members that can help you because they might be someone in government they might be someone who works for like a really large firm um, someone that can get you a job or get you whatever you need in life and get you where you want to be. They can provide that for you. Um, and like I said, some of these cults have lawyers, they have doctors, they have like intelligent people. And and that's a, a common misconception that I see is like when people think of people who join a cult, they think of like really vulnerable people who probably have nothing and come from barely anything or whatever. But a lot of these cult people, they have, you know, a really good background and they can, they use that to recruit others because they can be like, hey, you can live like me. Yeah. And some people want that. Some people, all they want in life is success. So that's another way um, sure. where cults exploit that. Um, and there's this this term in psychology. It's called love bombing. And it's not as cool as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, what, when, I, when I think of love bombing, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should see Marvin's face. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man. But um this is something where you find it outside of cults. So you just find it in anywhere that like people are trying to manipulate you. So it could be like a group of people, it could be like one person. But love bombing means that you are offering your unconditional love and support to somebody. Like you're literally bombing them with love and affection. And usually when people get that, if they're starving for it, they're gonna like do whatever, right? Yeah. Because like I said, they're starving for it. Um, and a lot of cults use this against people. It's, of course. It's an easy way to hook people in. Hey, Freemasonry, for example, is really big into love bombing because no matter where you are in the world, if you are a Freemason, you must treat another Mason as a brother. You do whatever you can for your brother. And it's it's known worldwide. Um, and it's probably if not like one of the largest, if not the largest cult there is most well known but still not many people know a lot about it yeah when i was in college uh i one of my classmates was a mason and there were a lot of things he couldn't tell us but there were some things he was just like honestly we have each other's back we're a really tight-knit family um if anything happens to any one of us there's always going to be someone there to like help get out of that situation yeah no matter whatever it is yeah um even like probably gonna end up cutting this out because i don't know if this is too much yeah information but he's even he was telling me about how like there were times where he'd get pulled over and the cop would see the emblem on his uh on his tag and he would just let him go like nothing you know i was just about to mention that they that's why they wear the symbol and it, yeah and it's weird too because it's not only on the plate it's literally like they have a pin that they can wear they have like emblems in their house mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty intense and there are times where he would even like have to leave class like early and he would just be like nah i gotta go do a thing with my people and he's not even talking about like us no he has to go like incognito <laughs> 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 That's crazy. It's interesting because once you know what to look for, you're going to start seeing it almost everywhere. And it's crazy. So um, I think a good way to describe a cult and getting into a cult without knowing that you're getting into a cult is the same way as getting into a toxic relationship without knowing you're getting into a toxic relationship. But And, and this goes back I mean, to... Um, yeah, like love bombing, for example. Um, I know a lot of people who get into relationships and they think that this person is perfect and then later on this person becomes like the devil yeah that's because they have their hair blockers on and they don't want to see the bs all they want to see is oh this person is like drop dead gorgeous <laughs> it's because they're no it's because they're, like you're in that honeymoon phase of course. obviously hater blockers look i'm gonna tell you something i learned in psychology people tell you everything and anything that you want to hear we just suck as people we don't want to listen we don't want to see it it's because we're stuck with that hater blockers on you mean cognitive dissonance? That too. That's that's what uh, the smart people call it. <laughs> that that's, that's, yeah, that's what the smart people call it. <laughs> so, that one. <laughs> he said. He said that's what the smart people call it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> uh, but that's I'm I'm talking about love bombing though because they're not gonna show they're gonna show you the best side of, of them. Of course. They might even lie to to make it seem that they're the perfect person, and then later on, once you're hooked in, too late. Yeah, it's too late. You don't even know. And then next thing you know, you're in a cult. Yep. 
oh by the way next uh next tuesday is your initiation by the way we're gonna like rob somebody (laughs) sacrifice them okay (laughs) let me let me tell you how you actually get into the initiation without knowing that you're getting into the initiation (laughs) they're gonna be like hey we're going on a retreat next saturday um, it would be awesome if you would be able to join us and meet everybody else. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. And they will probably won't even give you an address. They'll give you coordinates in the middle of the damn woods. <laughs> coordinates? Oh, my. That sounds like a video game. There's a video game that starts like that where, like, your friend texts you and be like, hey, can you meet me here? We're having a party, a bonfire in the middle of nowhere. No. And, yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. I can't make it. Sounds like death. I don't know. I, pr- I would probably get dragged into that because I love fun fire. Oh, here we go. Y'all seen y'all y'all seen Dream? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Please don't listen to this and get ideas if you're in a cult. <laughs> Please do not invite me. Hey, Cletus, you heard? <laughs> she likes to be in the woods. <laughs> I think people in cults will already have their own methods. I feel like a lot of cults are like, you know, really old at this point not really old i'm saying that they've been around long enough to know like what to do what not to do there's probably handbooks somewhere we can find right (laughs) there is there is it's funny that you say that there is a well you know i was kind of joking and uh, with Brian. That was, I was kind of joking about that. Like, you know, I was kind of joking. You don't have to have answers. I take it all back. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's this handbook? Is it how to start a cult for dummies? Like, yeah, yes. Is it a dummy book for cults? <laughs> cult for dummies. I just know it exists. I just know it exists. It's bringing this back to how we started. Um, (laughs) It's interesting what you said, Brian, because, yeah, cults are old and they've been around for the longest, like I said, since ancient times. Right. Um, And they're evolving. They're always evolving. And as time goes on, cults are becoming more intelligent. And it doesn't help that people are studying cults and like publishing papers like about how people get into cults and why they get into cults or whatever because these cults are probably reading those same research and being like oh i didn't know i was doing that huh that explains a lot right (laughs) yeah it all makes sense now they're becoming more intelligent as as time goes on and they know how to use behavioral social and political psychology to target recruit and brainwash people and then like those converted people continue to cycle and they bring in more and more people and boom like, yeah so it, it's almost like a psychological pyramid scheme a bit you know it's like a pyramid scheme with like no actual collateral but i'm literally just talking shit to you and you're gonna join me and then your ass is gonna have so and so and so and so join and then they start oh i see what's going on i see it yeah it's interesting that you say it like that too because a, a common thing and this is back to like the whole psychological aspect of it they say that cults are so ridiculous that our brains try to justify why you were in it in the first place by making it seem like this ridiculous thing actually makes sense and then you do the same thing like you know and and this is another thing where um in psychology where um if someone that you respect tells you hey this thing is like this your brain literally bypasses a part of your logical thinking and goes straight to believing so if someone is telling you hey this group you should join it blah 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 and it's someone that you respect you're gonna believe it without questioning it and then boom you're in a cult you didn't even know it you don't even know it yeah the uh going back to my friend's parents for just one moment it's really 
weird thinking about it because they the cult that they were you know brought into wasn't a religious cult or anything it it was more so about like higher education it was an educational standpoint that they took so is this like those um you know when you're filling out a job form online and they try to like sign you up for a school is it like that (laughs) no 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 (laughs) i i I had the website and i wish i remembered it I'll, i'll get it and um i'll still see if i can get an interview but i'd really like to bring them on the show but for sure it was uh, labeled as a higher knowledge group. The group that's pursuing higher knowledge, yeah. Oh yeah, like the new age groups. Yeah. The new age cults. Or the self-improvement cults, the transformational cults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can make you the best version of yourself. Yeah, similar to that. Oh god, I can see that being one of those things you get where it's like, hey, you open this email and it's like, oh, hey, come join me for the seminar Yeah, at like the Wyndham <laughs> well, well, Ballroom C. There's actually, um, oh, I, I forget what the title of the show was, but they actually, I don't know if it was a show or just one of those weird like interviews on YouTube where they invited random people to come tell their stories. And it was all people who had been part of cults. And there was a guy in there who was in his early 20s in college, was bored, had trouble finding like social groups. And he was single, and there was a uh, like a get together, oh, no. like some some oh, sort no, of I meeting. Know where this is going. Yeah, I think you you probably do. Where um, it was about like exploring sex, and it wound up turning into a cult where it was like part of like women empowerment and um, women domination, but expressing yourself through physical sex, mainly oral sex, oral stimulation. So. It was like a fellatio cult, basically, is like basically how he described it. But it was like, apparently it was intense. There was a point where everyone lived in the same, in a mansion, like 10 or 20 people on the same mansion, never wearing clothes. It was like, but at the same time, you felt empowered, you felt accepted. And it was just, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different, weird, different cults out there. It's interesting that you say that too, because cults always love to target people that um, are kind of the outcasts, don't have a social group. Mm-hmm. Well, that too, but people that um, are marginalized and they use that as a front. Like you said, they're all about women empowerment. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, that's similar to what Jim Jones did. And if you don't know, Jim Jones actually he this was back during segregation, right? So this was back, obviously, when, you know, black people were not allowed to be in the same churches even as white people. So what Jim Jones saw when he went to these churches, he would be like, why do white people and black people go to different churches to worship the same person? And he used that. He used that. And he coupled it with, you know, women not being seen as equals or, or paid as much or not being able to get the same jobs. And he coupled that with, like, you know, um, a racial minority along with, you know, female empowerment. He put that together and he made his own church. And he started preaching and this is how he got his major following before he went to Guyana. So they they always look for, for you know, the selling point of making them uh, be able to get a large following. I see it in a lot of other cults too, but I always 
go back to Jim Jones. Well, it's the most well-known and well-spoken about cult. You know, there's a lot of information on it. and Yeah. It's really intense. Um, the fact that the human brain can be led down the path of committing suicide at the hand of the cult leader because the leader has said, this is what like God wants you to do, or this is what the world wants you to do. This is what the universe is telling you to do. This is what I'm telling you to do. And they will commit suicide for that leader is just, it's mind boggling. I don't know. It's nuts. Yeah. This, this, um, this brings, brings me back to heaven's gate. The interviews are online, by the way, where they interviewed everyone that was a part of heaven's gate. Um, I, I believe the videos are on YouTube. I think that's where I saw them, um, where they interviewed everybody. And what what is Heaven's Gate for the listeners? It's similar to like the Jim Jones situation where everyone committed mass suicide. Um, but the reason why they did it is because the leader of the cult said that they had to do it in order to move on to like this um, next level of life. In a sense, like there's this spaceship that's coming and it's going to pick them up. But the only way to get on the spaceship would be if they, you know kill themselves so they can get on it and they would transition into you know this whole like alien life form type beings or whatever and live eternally like that and that's another thing that i've seen in a lot of cults they promise like immortality yeah that doesn't sound too great to me i mean far-fetched hey i need you i need you to kill yourself but you're gonna live forever that don't make no damn sense it doesn't make sense (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like a scary movie like how are you going to wake up dead? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What I find interesting is that, like, cults have rules, right? But they don't tell you the rules up front. They get you in, and then they slowly start to tell you the rules. Very, very, very slowly. And when they slowly start to tell you the rules, they put a punishment for each rule. Hmm. And as the time goes on... They add more and more, and the punishment gets more severe. So that's another thing where I'm like, if they probably told you all the rules up front and all the punishment for each rules, like the, as severe as they can get, would they? Would someone join? Wouldn't that be like a wake up call for them if they told you in the beginning? I don't know. Think about it like a relationship, right? You get into a relationship with somebody, and they're like, "Hey, this is what I expect. This is how I usually act." And they just tell you all the cons of dating them. <laughs> Would you date them? <laughs> Depends on what the pros are. I'd be Jeez. like, hell no. Nah. I'd be like, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me know. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. It really depends on how bad the cons are, if you think about it. If I really well, genuinely yeah. seem interested in someone, and you know whether it's a relationship or a friendship, if they're like, hey, I like do this and this and this, if it's not that bad, and the pros outweigh the cons, then cool but if they're like yo i'm gonna kill your dog i'll be like fuck you you're not gonna kill my dog get the fuck away from me i don't even have a dog how the hell did you know i had a dog yeah <laughs> yeah oh, right wow red flag i i have this uncontrollable urge to fart <laughs> when i'm nervous oh that's what? cool i'll deal with that <laughs> i think the cons would be way worse <laughs> no the cons would be bad like as bad as bad can get oh by the way i'm gonna steal your identity and ruin your life but you still love me, right? Yeah, sure. How long are we going to be together? Is it going to be worth it? <laughs> yeah, right. Hmm? <laughs> what the fuck? No. What the hell? But I I, <laughs> I know um, some some cults, like, when you get out of them, because they're so, like, interwoven into the, the real world. And when I say the real world, I mean, like, let's say, like, someone works at your job that is a part of the cult that can get you fired if you leave. 
like simple things like that where they like take away your source of income and then you know you leave the cult technically you're you're gonna become financially unstable stuff like that where you won't even be able to get a job if they're if depending on the cult that you're talking about jeez can even be like um i know some of them are like i said doctors even you go to the hospital something happens going for a paper cut <laughs> this was like nah you left the cult Mm-mm. nah he dead in room three he died it was just a paper cut but it's all right he, he's a quitter wow it could be something i don't know insane yeah because you left the cult you're you can't do that yeah and you, you know what, what what's interesting is um these cults they they create the safe haven for you right um like we we were saying the entire time, like people want to be a part of a community. So you're a part of this community. You don't have anything outside of this community because cults isolate you. They slowly start to isolate you from the rest of people that would try to convince you to get out of it. Slowly. Because as soon as you meet someone that's like, hey, did you ever consider that this is crazy? And they start questioning things, and then they want to leave, then that's a problem. So they try to isolate you. And once they do that, um, and this goes back to the whole punishment thing, right? If your safe haven is also the place that you're getting punished um instead of what you know you call your your fight and flight response you go into what is known as like fawn or freeze and this is like when you become literally paralyzed from making any decision of your own and you just start to stay there and endure whatever is required of you to stay within that group weird ish (laughs) Nah, that's not weird. It's just so straight up weird. Hell no. What? <laughs> nah, not even close. But that is kind of effed up though. What What was that called? Fawn or freeze. Oh, fawn or freeze. Yeah. Because everybody knows about fight or flight, but people don't really talk about fawn or freeze, which is the other I've two never responses. Heard of that. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, neither have I. So what are some of the, what are some of the weirdest cults you've heard? Did you guys know there was a cult in Florida? Well, there's probably cults all over the place. Everywhere, I would imagine. There was a cult that literally owned Fort Myers Beach. Really? And yeah, that was... Past tense. Owned, yeah, owned. But you can go there still, and there's like um, the old building that they had, and you can visit the building, but they're not... They The cult doesn't exist anymore. But it was um, the Koreshans, and it was ran by this guy known as the Chicago Christ named Cyrus Teed. He he's he's interesting. So I was minding my own business and I was like, uh, while I was researching and I came across this guy. And this isn't a really known cult, but before we even get into it, this guy was related to uh, Emma Smith, which is the, the wife, the first wife of Joseph Smith, AKA the founder of the Church of Mormons. He was a distant relative of them. So like a cousin. So um, Cyrus actually is believed to have been influenced by Joseph Smith. And obviously he wasn't as successful as Joseph Smith in getting followers um, because at the height of the cult, they only had 200 followers. But they had a lot of media coverage. (laughs) That's still pretty successful. 200 people. 200 people? Yeah, that's... It's it's interesting. So according to Cyrus Teed, right, when he was 30, this was back in 1869... This angel that was like purple, I think a purple angel appeared to him and told him that he was like the Messiah and gave him like all this secret knowledge. Huh. 
<laughs> and he used that to like gain followers. So like, you know, we're back to the whole Messiah idea. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because the people who were a part of this cult, they were like really well off. They owned like several properties. They had a lot of possessions and businesses and they surrendered all of their assets when they joined to the cult. Really? So this guy was like making bank. Yeah, he was making bank. So he was getting their possessions. I wonder how the hell he pulled that off. A lot, I think a lot of cults make bank, honestly. Of course. I think are. a lot of... Anyway, don't... don't <laughs> you gotta pay your dues. Oh, they, oh yeah, because all these people are so, like, devoted. You gotta pay your monthly dues to the... Right? Uh, ...community or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, so they can survive. And he was known for, like, lavishly spending, obviously, because he had all these people giving him money. Um, and... What's interesting is that the women in this cult outnumbered the men. And the women, like, if, if it were, if it was, like, a, a married woman that joined, she would literally divorce her husband to join a cult. Really? So, the f- people, people were, yeah, people were referring to him as, like, the wife stealer. <laughs> but, <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Steal Your Girl, the original. <laughs> But it's interesting because he, um, this was, this is another immortality cult, by the way. So we're back to immortality, right? Um, but it's interesting because this guy promoted celibacy. So he would steal your wife, but like, you don't have to worry about, you know, him going to town with her. <laughs> they're not doing the horizontal tango. Nah. Okay. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> they're not hip wrestling? No? No, none, oh, okay. of, none of that. <laughs> But um, this isn't like the, oh, wait for marriage type celibacy. They, they literally believe that you can become immortal by remaining celibate. Because the idea is that people who engage in like sexual activity were like losing their life force, like literally losing their life force. Hmm. So if they were like to restri- re- restrain from doing it, they keep that life force and it extends your lifetime. But not only that... So my life force is stored in my balls. And people believe this? Yeah. I mean, huh. I, he didn't word it like that, obviously. Anyways, <laughs> you were going to say something else. So, <laughs> and not only that. Not only that, but since he is um, this this messiah, right? He, he renamed himself, by the way, because um, the biblical version of his name is Koresh. Hmm. So there is a Cyrus in the Bible, and his name is Koresh. Yeah. So he... That's why they're called the Koreshians. So he is Koresh and his followers are the Koreshians. Um, and they started off in Chicago, but everyone in Chicago hated them so much they had to move down to Florida. <laughs> and boom, that's how they started owning um, a bunch of land in, in Fort Myers. So he moved here and he, was, he would preach about the second coming of Jesus. So he said that like, his people, the people who joined his cult are like Jesus's people. And when Jesus comes to like, you know, resurrect people, um, they would be like the first people because they would literally be Jesus's people and, and they would live eternally on earth with Jesus afterwards. So he was like predicting over and over again when the second coming was going to be. And obviously it never happened back then at all because we would have known about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Um, and it, it's crazy because you would think that would make people like side eye it and be like, yeah, you, know, you know, maybe this guy isn't that knowledgeable. Sorry, I don't know if we touched on what years, like what years this took place in. 
So he was visited by the purple angel that told him he was the Messiah in 1869. He started preaching in the 1870s, and then he moved to Florida in 1894. That explains it. Okay. Yeah, this is the 1800s. So this is way back. This 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 cult is really interesting, though, because it, it just gets weirder and weirder the more you dive into it. So they don't only believe that they're going to be, like, immortal, right? They also believe that Earth is hollow, oh. right? But not only is Earth hollow, because, okay, have you guys ever heard of hollow Earth theory? Mm-hmm. You've talked about it before, and I just wanted to walk away. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay, so Marvin, when you when you think of hollow earth, do we live inside or outside of earth? Uh, we live inside? Inside earth? Oh, you can join this cult then, because usually <laughs> when I think of hollow earth... Yeah, we live inside earth's atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, technically that's right. We do live in earth's atmosphere, but not hollow earth's atmosphere. <laughs> anyway, when I think of hollow earth, I think we live outside of earth and the inside is where all the aliens are. But And the dinosaurs, got it. Yeah. Yeah, like that movie The Rock did, which I can't I can't remember the name of it, but Journey you know, to he, the Center of the Earth? Yeah, that one. Like that. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready. You were spot on with that. I've watched that movie a thousand times. You're like, this girl calls herself knowledgeable on Hollow Earth and she doesn't even know Dwayne <laughs> Rock Johnson's <laughs> work and Journey to the Center of the Earth? How dare she? Yeah, I don't watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in my defense, I've never seen it. Not oh, one. so how do you know the name? What? Because he believes in Hollow Earth. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah, oh. bro. <laughs> Marvin, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hell no. Nah, I, like, I just, nah. The, the name. <laughs> the, the name gave it away. Oh, my gosh. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, usually when I think of Hollow Earth, I think we live outside of Earth. But they believe that we live inside of Earth, just like Marvin. So, Anyway, <laughs> I'm looking for them aliens, them green little critters. <laughs> <laughs> not only do they, not only do they believe that we live inside of Earth, but they believe that like the stars, all the stars, and the entire universe is inside Hollow Earth. So Earth is huge as hell. All right, see, no, nah, they lost me. Like massive. <laughs> Man, talking about this is almost as it, it is almost as painful as like talking about flat Earth. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think Flat Earth is still a little bit more cringy. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, it's pretty cringy. So, as you can see, Earth is literally a nut. And within that nut oh my God. lies the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, uh, no. Yeah, like, I, I'm like, people believe this? If we dig, if we dig deep enough, we can fall outside of Earth's shell into nothing. Into a black hole. Wait, so (laughs) if you keep digging, you don't go to China? No, you probably go to Andromeda. Shit, I've been lied to. No, Andromeda's (laughs) actually probably somewhere hovering over Australia right there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) I, I honestly don't even think this makes any sense, but like I said in the beginning, this guy claimed he got his knowledge from this angel that visited him and it was like the angel was like this really pretty woman and she had like this purple and gold halo honestly it sounds like he was tripping because this guy I was about <laughs> to say his LSD was fire yeah ventured off into the woods and uh yo 
in the 1800s, yo, he probably got hungry, started eating some damn uh, herbs in the fucking forest. Next thing you know, he's tripping. <laughs> Talking about he done seen a purple age. What the hell? Get out of here, bro. Well, he was apparently a physician and alchemist, so maybe he did trip on something. I don't know. There you go. Found some shrooms, some morning glory, made a little salad, gone. Yeah. Probably didn't help that he got electrocuted right before he saw the angel, too, so... Woo. So, the the site you sent us to is a Florida Weekly site for Fort Myers. Was that what a part of that cult was? Yeah, Fort Myers, yeah. No, the, the cult in Fort Myers believed in the Hollow Earth? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is his... This is uh, Cyrus Teed's cult, the Koreshians, because he's Koresh. So yeah. Oh my god. You can, and you can visit the cult house. Um they it's like this tourist attraction now. I think you pay like four dollars to like check it out. I don't know how it is during COVID, obviously, but like yeah. you can pay to go to like the main house because it still exists. And the the craziest part about this whole cult is that this guy he died. Um and but when he died, they had to get multiple doctors to come and tell the people that he was dead. Because they were saying that he was like in suspended animation, which makes no sense because he's not in a like like one of those suspended animation pods. But they put him in this like zinc uh, tub, this metal tub with a lot of flowers, you know, naked as he was born. And they're like, why the why is his skin changing every day? Oh my god! Because he's dead, you cult-minded sob. Yeah, they they said he was like gonna be like reborn or something and his body started to blister after a couple days and when one of the blisters they said they saw like an arm and then a head and they were like yay he's coming back it was really bad they need to (laughs) no they need to stop smoking that shit okay it was really bad they was tripping on the fumes of the dead body yeah and and you know what it's funny that you said that so even hit the the bodily odor of him decaying they said that it wasn't it didn't smell that bad eh? like in their mind <laughs> it didn't smell that bad because it was like this divine thing and they 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 even said that he looked like um like an egyptian god like it's written in one of the journals no, of the women they need saying to stop. that he looks as black as the blackest egyptian and they started calling him horus and yeah it, it, it should be ashamed of themselves it just gets crazy and crazier the more you look into it what the f- and yeah i i could go on but i you, you said you wanted to hear the craziest cult that i've heard about definitely the corrections they're odd dang yeah but at least they didn't believe in violence so what what about you guys like what was like the craziest cult that you've ever read about before today i haven't really heard much of uh knew much about cults i really just you know the charles manson family that's pretty much it um apparently i'm in a cult i didn't even know it (laughs) which one the playstation cult yeah the playstation cult get with the right one join xbox no ain't nobody doing that okay ps all day okay (laughs) ps all day damn okay just like you need to get an iphone but whatever no we're not all right look android all right android what about you brian (laughs) Yeah, I haven't read a lot about cults, but um, the ones that I have heard about, the weirdest one definitely was that that fellatio cult. Oh. You know, because, like, I've heard a lot about sexual abuse in cults, but I've never heard of a cult that strictly, like, is just about sex, basically. 
sex to heal yourself. You know, and all I can think about is that um, I think it's Marvin Gaye, "Sexual Healing." You know, yes, sexual. That's the first song they play at the initiation ceremony. <laughs> but no, what what baffled me so much about it was um, it was mainly female dominated, and I'm not saying that females don't like sex, but really, if we're talking about cults, there's a lot of sexual abuse. There is, yeah, and there's not a lot of cults led by women. This cult was led by a woman i really need to find out what the name of this cult was so we can put it on a weirdish post but um yeah there's a lot of different factors to why that one was so weird as opposed to hearing about um every other cult i've heard of you know scientology hunting down their their followers that chose to leave uh physical and emotional abuse in scientology the murders and or the massacres of of the Manson family and Jim Jones. You know, so rather than a completely negative connotation, it's just so strange that this cult that heals people and focuses on healing mentally and physically is strictly about sex. That, to me, was just, like, so strange. I was like, that's a new one. That's far from, you know, coming from left field there. So that's what I had to say about it. They're, like thousands of cults around the world right now that might there might even be one that's weirder than that who knows oh yeah i i I don't doubt it but will we ever hear about that though maybe one day think of all the cults that go on that we have no idea with that being said if you are in a cult hit us up yeah we'd actually we'd love to talk to you yeah unless they're threatening you i'm just saying if they're threatening you yeah, I know. No crazy nonsense. No crazy nonsense. Don't be trying to stalk us. You know, don't be trying to get a hold of our IP address talking about you're going to be creeping on us. And No, nothing like that. We just want to know what's up. You know, what your cult's about. You know, what the initiation process is. You know, can someone just walk away without, you know, y'all trying to take their heads off? You know, what's up? That's I don't all. think a, t- a cult would be calling themselves a cult, though. But Probably not. <laughs> Oh, y- um, oh, y'all y'all are a family. Or an organization. Oh, oh okay. If you were a member and you're like, I think they call it a detractor, and you, you feel safe enough to share your story, please hit us up. We would love to hear about it. Also, there is a podcast run by a psychiatrist that helps people who were in cults, you know, to, I guess, deprogram and process what they went through. And uh, the podcast is called indoctrination and it's really cool so if like if you don't want to share your story but you want to like hear about other people's and uh stories and hear from the perspective of of a psychiatrist that solely deals with that be sure to check it out it's really good really informative highly suggest it yeah and if i don't know i guess i think almost everybody that used to be in one definitely uh go through therapy a lot i don't know or maybe they need to because the stuff that I've heard, and like you were saying, Brian, with the abuse and everything that some people are subjected to, or a lot of people are subjected to in cults, they probably need, you know, someone to talk to or, or an outlet to talk about that because it's heavy stuff. Well, m- manipulation is a form of abuse. It really is. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. So I think anyone that goes through any form of manipulation should seek some sort of professional help to what degree only the individual can decide. So Yeah. I have a super basic question. Would y'all join a cult if the opportunity presented itself? I've actually thought of joining the Freemasons. Yudri? Uh, would I join a cult? No, not knowingly. Um, 
would I join a group that is interesting? Uh, <laughs> that might eventually be a cult. <laughs> or maybe they are, but they're just disguising themselves as something else. It depends. Check this out. If, if Edward Cullen were, was real and he was like, I can make you a vampire. Oh, of course. What the hell? <laughs> or if this is like... <laughs> If this is like um, like an Annie Rice movie and you have, uh, what's his face, like Lestat, and he's, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I can make you immortal. Keep going. Come, Keep going. Comes out of nowhere and starts jamming with the rock band. And I'm like, hey, let me see your fangs. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and if you can like present the fangs, I'm like, just, and it looks like special effects, like for real. And I, I see you turn somebody else. Yeah, you're like, like okay. oh, this is for real work. Right yeah. here, dog. I got I, you. Right there. Right there. Go ahead. Right the there. It's cool. It's, the? <laughs> no. No. And I get to live in a cool castle with like people who just like they're in the Victorian era. Hell yeah. What? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. To look Immortality. <laughs> right? Yeah. Immortality. Andriana, do you have Hulu? Yeah, I do. <laughs> You should watch the show What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, dude, I want to watch that so badly. I always say I'm going to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Now, I'll tell you now, the the movie's better than the show. So it's still funny. I'm going to check it out. But yeah, if if it were a group like that, I would be like, hell yeah. What? Just don't call it a cult. And I'm in. (laughs) Wow. Well, a lot of people would probably have the same mentality going into something else. Like, I don't know. Uh, I have no good examples right now, but I'm pretty sure that's how everyone gets into the cult. I'll join, but if you say it's a cult, I'm out. Right? Matter of fact, what you got for me, though? What's in it for me? A red flag would be if they're trying to be like, hey, you have any friends that want to join? Nah, nah, bro. Bring them. Nah. Bring them to this coordinate. Nah, right here. good. I am Kay? good. It's six miles into this dense-ass forest, but yeah, we'll be there. I am good, but you know, a good that's also a good way to recruit people though, like get get their friends to join cuz they can be like, "Hey, uh I don't know if you want to come, but me and this group are like meeting up for back to the bonfire situation." <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to meet up and have like a little a little camping type weekend and next thing you know, you're the one on the fire, but whatever, right? <laughs> I think we've covered quite a bit tonight, and we'll probably be doing more on this in the future. And I think we'll probably look at some smaller cults that are, or organizations that could be considered cults and not in any way tarnish their name, but tell our opinions on why or something. I don't know. Cult branding. Yeah. Which is a thing. It exists. Oh, yeah. So that could be maybe the second segment to this. What, cult branding? All the brands that have like, a marketing team that specializes in that yeah knowingly knowingly maybe um and i just want to say to anyone that's like as uh curious you should got you guys should really check out the origin of bonfire just 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 check out the history of it it's really interesting oh yeah and i need to stop talking about bonfires but yeah check it out and what the reason why it's called a bonfire by the way and you're gonna learn a lot that you probably don't want to know about. Dun dun dun! Anyway. Andriana, let them know where they can find us. Yeah, if you have anything that you want to share um, or if you have any questions or if you felt like we missed something out, feel free to shoot us an email 
at thatsomeweirdish at gmail.com. You can also send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram at weirdishtv. Or you can go on the Weirdish website, weirdish.tv, and hit the contact form and send us a message that way. We will be looking forward to it. And with that, that's some weird-ish. That is some weird-ish. That is some weird-ish.